What's going on, everybody? I am the last sane human alive. So, yeah, um, sitting out here in the front porch, enjoying some breakfast, some bacon, sausage, grits, and eggs. You may hear a little wildlife, may hear a car to drive by. You'll survive. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, so, yeah, man, my, my, so my parlays got fucked up last night. Ronnie Lawrence was the first fight. And I really like Ronnie Lawrence, so I picked him, and Ronnie Lawrence lost the first damn fight. Was fucked up, like, two of my parlays, and then I only put in three. And then the last one got fucked up, too, or whatever. But Ronnie Lawrence, he got by Saeed Yokub, uh, or Yokub, he got, um, he got ragdolled, bro. Like, he got ragdolled, and I just did not see that happening. I did not see him getting rad dog like that. He he, he and, the, and then even though he got rad dog, you can still tell he's a very well-rounded fighter because he was getting back to his feet. <laughs> he was just when he got back up, he would just get taken back down again. So very disappointed to see Ronnie get done like that. And the, even on the feet, he he was looking good when he was throwing his hands. But I don't know. I mean, there had to have been. Uh, major strength difference or something because the way he was getting wrapped all was just it was horrible it was so bad <laughs> it was so bad I was so mad man and then the next fight Kennedy and Chuku freaking goes out there and wrestle fucks Carl Robinson you know <laughs> which is crazy because in Kennedy's fights we've seen a, a, a sloppy striker I'll call it what it is but like I, I always say, these guys are some of these guys are young in the sport, and they're always improving. And Kennedy is definitely young in the sport, and he is definitely improving. And we and we get to watch Kennedy become more and more of an elite fighter over his career. Now, you know, we get to watch him become more and more of an elite fighter over his career because that was definitely impressive. That was definitely impressive how he just got out there. And then Carl Robinson is a great kickboxer. If you saw the, 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 the few seconds and they were up on their feet, Carl Robinson was, was throwing great roundhouses to the body, great jabs. I mean, he was putting it on them. And then, but he would just back up to the fence and get taken down, you know. And that's something that he's going to have to work on in the future as far as circling out and not letting his back go just right to the fence, you know. He's going to have to start circling out because guys are not going to just stand in front of you and let you just piece them up with your with your beautiful striking. So, you, so you're gonna have to, you know, use some footwork to keep keep off that takedown. And I don't know, we gotta do something because he was he looked good in the stand up, but the takedown defense and everything was horrible, was, was absolutely horrible. Or whatever. Uh, David Onama and Garrett Armfield. Now that fight. I stayed away from because both these guys are well-rounded. Both these guys have good striking. Um, um, David uh, uh, Onama was a big favorite in that fight, but I don't know. I thought that fight should have been a pick em. And when the fight played out, it definitely should have been a pick em because although David did win by submission in the second round, and um, he looked very, very good, so did Armfield. He looked very, very good too. They were, you know, they were going back and forth. It was a very evenly matched fight, very evenly matched. So, 
uh, I was excited to see that fight. I didn't put any money on that fight because I, I, I started to put that in a prop bet that it would go to a finish, but I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't, I wasn't too positive. I just wasn't too positive on that one. Both guys were really real-rounded. Both guys. I mean, it was probably one of the most even fights of the night. Like, although, you know, David finished him by submission or whatever, they both looked really good. And I'm looking forward to see both of them fight again. Wasn't a lot of damage taken. And the featherweight division needs more more fighters, you know. Um, Max is beating most of the contenders that thought we were going to fight for the the, uh, the belt. And then, you know, Volkanovski defended a few times now. So, it's about time for a new some new blood to come up in that featherweight division. Same way about the, light, the lightweight division. Everybody at the top has fought for the belt and has fought each other and won't fight anybody else. So, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. Let me get the girls, Courtney Casey and Chef Sanko. Um, uh, I thought Courtney Casey did enough to win that fight. I think uh, Antonina is riding off her sister's success. Even after the fight, they mentioned her sister. <laughs> the, um, Michael Bisming mentioned her sister because that, that's why people know her, you know. Not because she's this amazing fighter. I know her because her sister's an amazing fighter, you know? And I feel like the fight could have been any, uh, either way, so I won't call it a robbery. But I fact, Courtney Casey did nothing with that fight. And then a uh, feature fight on the prelim was a good one. I was, listen, Treshawn Gore and Cody Brundage. I assume that Cody Brundage was going to, um, was going to wrestle. He tried. It didn't work. He started striking. Now, right when, um, before the knockout, because Cody Brundage pushed Gore down, but before the knockout, Gore was throwing these leg kicks hard as hell, and even when he would land it, he was throwing himself off balance, you know? Even when he would land the leg kick, he would throw himself off balance. He was, I don't know, his striking did not look so crisp to me. I'm sorry. He looked like he was doing something. He always does. He throws out that jab, and that jab is nice. But I don't think his jab is as fast as he thinks his jab is. You know what I'm saying? And then he threw a cross a few times, you know. I try to fall over the cross, but I don't know. Not very good. Uh, threw some kicks and stuff. Just throwing stuff out there, I felt, you know. It, it, it was still early, but he came in for that leg kick again. Threw it, was off balance, head still on the center line. He got caught. And then, you know, he was kind of out already. But then when he got on top of him, but he knocked him clean out. Full mount, ground and pound, clean knockout. You know, not TKO, not knockout. It was crazy. And I think Gore needed that. Gore needs to be humble because he is not as good as he thinks he is. He's not. I'm sorry. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not. He's not as good as he thinks he is. Gore could be so much better, but his arrogance, like 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 I said before, he doesn't throw punches and bunches. We saw that last night. 
we also saw, you know, the arrogance and the cognizance of how he's, you know, walking down his opponent, like no respect for his opponent, his opponent's power or nothing. And he gets caught. Gore had four fights, excluding the Ultimate Fighter. He had four fights before he got the Ultimate Fighter. He was 4-0. They were obviously feeding him talent to be. He was obviously going against these crazy mismatches to where he can just walk walk forward, land one punch, and knock somebody out. To where he started to feel like he had that one, you know, that one punch touchy knockout power like Francis. And he does not. <laughs> he absolutely does not. You know. And Cody Brundage did really good, man. It was so funny. I thought he was gonna wrestle, but he, he didn't wrestle. He tried to, it didn't work, stayed on his feet, and then Landed the big shot. And then the same big shot that Tayshawn Gore wanted to man. So I thought that was hilarious. I listen. Tayshawn, if certain people didn't talk such a big game and wasn't so arrogant, weren't so full of themselves, then we wouldn't want to see the people get knocked out. You know? People like Trayshawn Gore, he makes you want to see him get knocked out. You know, he makes you want to see him get knocked out because he's so arrogant and he's so cocky and it's not warranted. You know, he, 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 he he's young in the sport. He's young in the game. He's young in life. Hasn't done anything to set himself apart from anybody, you know, yet he's just so arrogant and so cocky. So I think he really needed to get put out unconscious that way. There isn't an excuse he can make. There isn't, you know, he has to eat that. And I'm hoping this makes him better. I'm hoping the UFC keeps him around because he is a big name. And hopefully they keep him around and it makes him better. You know, hopefully. We'll see. But the main card started off with a banger. Now, um, two fights got canceled. Cynthia Cavill and Nina Nunes fucked up one of my um, parlays too because they got canceled. So, but I lost that parlay anyway, so it don't matter. But Michael Johnson and Jamie Malarkey. Jamie Malarkey won a three round decision. Um, I disagree. Now, now, this is the thing. The first round, Michael dropped Jamie. Alright. At the end of the first round, Jamie dropped him back, and when he dropped him back, he followed up better than Michael did. But this is my problem. I still think Michael won that round. At the the whole round, Michael was winning. And the knockdown at the end of the round shouldn't weigh as heavy as the knockdown and all the work he did during that round. I don't know. One of the judges had it 3027. I was shocked. <laughs> I was like, what? But, um, oh, was that that fight that had 327? No, there wasn't that fight. Never mind. But yeah, so, uh, Michael Johnson and Jamie Malarkey, um, good fight, fight on the night. Jamie Malarkey had the hell of a team, so does Michael Johnson. They, uh, slowed it out out there. I'm not excited for the decision but I don't think it was a robbery I don't think he got robbed or anything the first round truly could have went either way you know they both dropped each other 
They both were catching each other. Michael Johnson seemed to be a little faster, but he slowed down more. And I think uh, Damian Malarkey's cardio is what got him that win. Because another fight where the guys were evenly matched. They stood in front of each other, and they, they, they slugged it out, man. It was a good fight. And uh, Damian Malarkey, he was getting you know, he was getting touched up, but he was keeping coming forward, you know. Uh, Michael Johnson was getting touched up, too, but kept coming forward. And that third round, it was what won Damian the fight. Jamie had a great third round, you know, a great third round. So, not mad at all at that decision. Um, now, Zahabi and Ricky Torsos. Bro, I'm wondering, and I wondered this shit throughout the entire Ultimate Fighter season. But now, after seeing this fight, I'm wondering, who the fuck did Ricky beat? He had beat 12 people, bro. <laughs> So I'm wondering who the fuck did he beat? It is as if Ricky gets out there and imitates what a ninja fighter on TV looks like that he sees, but doesn't really fight, you know? There's a lot of noises, a lot of karate sounds, a lot of martial arts sounds. There's a lot of, you know, these, these quick kicks. Even his jab, it's like he's not even throwing it for real to try to hurt you. It's like he just wants to play with you. you know, it's, it's like he's jabbing a little six-year-old trying to be funny, trying to tickle the stomach or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's so crazy to watch this man fight, man. It's so crazy. He has absolutely no power in the shots. And the other guy, now, if you're facing a guy like Ricky, you know is not going to punch you hard. You got to go balls to the wall, you know? Especially when you have power. You got to go balls to the wall. So I was disappointed in the way uh, he fought that fight. Because I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Ricky's not even, he's out here playing around, you know? <laughs> mm. I hope to not see Ricky... In a while, hopefully he gets like another fight or two, and then they just go ahead and cut him because. And what's that? What's the bantamweight division? Yeah, it's the bantamweight division, one of the most stacked divisions in the UFC. You know, between the bantamweight and the lightweights, those are some of the most stacked divisions in the UFC. So, you don't see Ricky breaking into the top fucking fifteen of the bantamweight division, bro. Let's be real. You know, who is he gonna beat with that style? The, the Bantamweight division is full of heavy hitters. Rob Font is a savage. He be getting beat by these top 10 guys, you know? It's like, bro, I don't see, um, <coughs> I don't see Ricky Tussos doing anything, <coughs> excuse me, in the, uh, in the UFC. <coughs> I'm sad for him because he's a really nice guy, but the way he fights, man, it's useless. It's like he doesn't use any power. The way he throws his jab is crazy as hell. The way he he kicks, you know, it's like he throws the kick. It looks good, but if you're a fighter, you're like you weren't in range. You didn't put any power behind it. Were you just throwing it out there just to throw it out there? Kind of like how Michael Chandler said that when he landed that front kick on Tony Ferguson. He wasn't painting that. He was just throwing out feelers, you know what I'm saying? Something happened in the lane. It's like Ricky just be throwing out stuff, you know, not really setting up anything or, you know, like he just knows how to kick, so he just throws the kick. You know what I mean? He knows how to punch, so he just throws the punch. You know what I mean? 
he doesn't know how to set it up or set traps, you know, the stomping and the yelling and whatnot. That's cool. I've seen this done before, but it's usually used to draw out reactions, you know. And then, like, if I stump and fail a jab and yell and you slide your head off the center line to, to, to my left, well, then I know if I throw a jab, maybe that's where you're going to go. So I'm going to throw a jab and a left high kick right after it, try to catch you, you know, or I'll fake the jab and throw a left high kick right, you know, whatever. You want to set up traps, you know. Ricky the doctor swinging and, you know, playing around and having a good old time and, you know, having a good chin, you know, and, and, and entertaining the crowd. But, like, they forget. All points to win, <laughs> you know. You want to win the fight first. So, sad to see Ricky. The hobby wasn't so impressive. Ricky was just really unimpressive. So, <laughs> you know, we'll see how the hobby does his next fight. Jared Bandera and Chase Sherman. Now, this fight really shocked me. Um, first off, Jared Bandera's a big guy. Chase Sherman's a big guy. But uh, Chase Sherman was very light on his feet. He had great head movement. And both these guys were taking some shots. Now, these guys are not your your um, one-hitter-quitter knockout heavyweights. No, these guys, you know, obviously because they're heavyweight, they have power, right? But these guys don't have that kind of, you just, I'm going to just hit you one time and knock you out. It has to be a bit of a punches for them. And um, Chase... He ate some big ones from Jared. He looked like he had a speed advantage, but Jared has an awkward striking style, and he ate some big ones from Jared. Jared also ate some big ones from him. Um, ended up, uh, Chase Sherman ended up knocking him out in the third round. So it was a good fight. If if Michael Johnson didn't have that fight with Jamie Malarkey, Jared Vendera, and... Um, Chase Sherman would have been fight of the night. Two heavyweights, big guys, move move well for heavyweights. It was a lot better of a fight than I thought it was going to be, you know? I had low expectations for that fight, and it definitely lived up to, lived up to you know, the hype and more, I guess, you know, whatever. But great fight. Um, like I said, Chase Sherman knocked him out in the third round, so... I'm a good knockout too, man. A good TKO finish. And then we got Douglas Silver, Don Drodge, and Saeed Namagamedov. Now, mm, mm, right? I like Douglas Silver. He was a bit dog. I thought he was a live dog. And I thought Douglas Silver did very well. Um, I thought he edged the first, and he clearly won the third. That's the fight they had at 30-27. I'm like, who had him winning that third round? I'm dead, bro. No. This is was a robbery, okay? If all the fight cards would have said, the judges' cards would have said 29-28, I wouldn't have called it a robbery. But when you got a 30-27 in the third round that he clearly lost, no. Robbery. Uh, Douglas Silva, I think, did really good in that fight. Saeed Namagamendov has great great kicks beautiful kicks you know what i mean but i just feel like doug was gonna just crowd the kicker and land his big shots you know maybe grab a hold of him or something uh 
not the case. He did not crowd the kick in the first round. Although I think he edged the first round because I feel like, you know, I don't know. It's tough to say he edged the first round because he did, you know, get kicked a lot. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I think he edged that first round. You know, I really do think he edged that first round, in my opinion. One of the judges agreed with me. Second round, obviously, went to Saeed. He did very well. And, and he's, he's pretty good with his managing the distance or whatever. But I don't know. I don't see him doing well in the top of the division with his striking style because he, he throws these flashy kicks and stuff, and that's all good when you're, you know, l- lower in the rankings. But when you get to the top of the division, everybody's good. I'm not saying the head kick won't land, but you just can't be throwing them out there and throwing them out there and throwing them out there. People are game planning against you. They're game planning against those head kicks. And it's not going to, you know, you won't have the same the same results you're, you know, you're assuming you're going to have, you know. So, um... But he did good against Douglas Silva. He won the fight. I like I say, a thirty twenty seven is insane. He definitely didn't win the third round. Like at least don't give him the third round. It's crazy to give him the third round after you know went after how it went. You know, so uh, Kyle Barrero and Armin Petrosian. Mm, I don't know. Good fight. Great fight. Uh, Kyle was really good, man. He won by decision. He is really really good. Um, I want to say I had a prop bet on that for one of them to finish each other, but it didn't happen. I don't think, I mean, Petrosian is as good as they want to advertise him to us. But I think Kyle is definitely, Kyle is definitely good. And I definitely want to see him against some of the top talent in the middleweight division. Because the middleweight division is also another one of those divisions that isn't really, you know, like... Don't really have a lot of great fighters in the middleweight division. Remember when Kelvin Gaston was a great fighter in the middleweight division? That's on like a 0 and 6 losing streak or some shit, you know? 0 and 7 maybe? I don't even know what the number is now. But I don't know. I don't know. Um very very disappointed in the middleweight division. So to see Kyle coming up. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he does better and hopefully they keep moving him up the rankings and give him a um give him a top fifteen guy next, man. I think it's time we see, man, because honestly, I don't think like just look at the middleweights, man. We got like Darren Till, who's coming up from welterweight where he was losing. And he was supposed to be the next big thing at welterweight, you know. Until he started fighting top talent at welterweight, and we don't count Donald Cerrone as top talent because although he's been around a long time, it's different from being top talent and just not being dead yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's different from being top talent and you just been here a really long time. You know what I mean? So, you know, let's not kid ourselves. Darren Till has been losing since he's fought top talent. Uh I want to say his only win at middleweight was Kevin Gaston. I can't even remember. But yeah, he's been losing. He had a boring fight with Robbie, uh, uh, not Robbie Lotto, Robert Whitaker. I want to say that was a fight. Neither one of them landed more than 30 shots that fight. And they're making it seem like it was super technical. And it's like, no, you guys were fighting the same way. Easy fights that everybody talks shit about. No, that shit was super boring. You both stayed back. You both were scared. You both didn't want to get hit. And you didn't want to do too much hitting. You just wanted to score. It wasn't a great fight. You know, oh, it was technical. It was a striker's delight. No, it wasn't. 
No, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? That's how they advertised this shit to you because these are two of their top guys. So, so they're not going to come out and call them boring. You know what I mean? Because it's two of their top guys and they advertise them to you. So they advertise it as a straight technical fight, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know, uh, Robert Whitaker is never going to be Israel out of Sanya. Jerry Cannonier is never going to be Israel out of Sanya. Jerry Cannonier said what he was going to do out there and did absolutely none of that shit. Um, I don't know. I wonder if Izzy is giving blowjobs before the fight to to these guys don't fight. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. And if that offends you, you're probably a bigot and a homophobe, according to the SJWs. I don't know. But anyways, on to something different. Middleweight division kind of sucks. So, uh, Kyle Barrello is definitely uh, something refreshing. And I just want to see what happens when he fights the top guys. I don't think he'll beat Izzy either, but I think he'll give Izzy a better fight than a lot of the other guys have been giving him, you know. It's just, the middleweight division is just so boring. Like, it's so boring. There's not any fucking Derek Brunson is fighting for no more contenderships, you know what I mean? Obviously not now, but previously when he fought Jared, you know, so and then for Derek Brunson to do that all he had to beat was some up-and-comers who hadn't been proven yet, you know what I'm saying? So this is how weak the middleweight division is right now. You can beat people who just got here and that'll get you a no more contender slot, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. Middleweight division sucks, so I'm not excited. For that, but I am excited to see what Kyle does when he moves up and who he fights next, you know. Uh, then we got the main event RDA and Rafael Fazeev. Rafael Fazeev looked incredible in that fight, great takedown defense. Already got him down to fourth, but he ain't do much with it. Great takedown defense. Um, like I say, RDA didn't he tried, but Rafael Fazeev's striking is impeccable he's fast and and he did get touched though rda did you know get out there and put the jab on him he did get touched but fazeev throws kicks with so much power he throws these kicks with so much power he throws his hands with so much power and in the fifth round he still had power they were saying how he looked tired but he still had power because he put him down so it was a great great fight uh if it had went to the scorecards, I don't know, man. It was a great fight, you know. It could have went either way if it went to the scorecards. But Rafael made sure that he didn't leave it in the judges' hands and went out there and he pieced RDA up. The thing is, RDA is, RDA is past his prime. He's 37 now. Far past his prime, you know. He doesn't have another title run in him. It's pretty much over. You know, it's pretty much... And then the lightweight division is super stat. They're talking about he dropped down from welterweight and, you know, he was he was outsized the welterweight and blah, blah, blah. Bro, he moved up the welterweight because the lightweight wasn't going so well for him. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what y'all said. He was killing himself with the weight cut. So now he's at 170. He feels more comfortable. He felt like he doesn't have to kill himself so much. He's going to be so much better at 170 until he wasn't. And then now you're saying he's back in lightweight. And he's going to do better back in lightweight because 170 wasn't this. And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. This is just things you guys say to excuse the fact that he changed weight classes because he wasn't going to be winning in that weight class he was in anymore. And uh, RDA's a legend, man. Future Hall of Famer, no no, no doubt, you know. Definitely a legend. 
coming out of Brazil. Definitely had done a lot for the sport. You know, definitely have done a lot for the sport. And no, nothing really bad to say about him. I just like I like RDA a lot. Feel feel bad for him to get knocked out like that. And this is my thing too. I don't feel like that was a good stoppage. Definitely early stoppage. And I hate when they try to, you know, I, I understand they have to try to justify it, but let's not kid ourselves, bro. We've seen some fucked up fights where the dudes the fight should have been stopped. Like like the way RDA fell was the same way Treshawn Gore fell. You know? That fight didn't get stopped. Go back and look at it, how how, how they both fell. They both feel the same way. Leg stiffened, turned away a little bit, and went down. And the Treshawn Gore fight was allowed to keep going, you know. And I don't know. And I, this could be the conspiracy theorist in me. But I do feel like sometimes they want certain fighters to be pushed rather than others, right? We can all agree on that. So I think, you know, these refs are, you know, told, hey... If it looks like he knocked him down and knocked him out, call that shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't let him try to recover, you know? Or something along those lines. Obviously not those exact words. But something somewhere along those lines. Because I feel like that fight would stop early. I would have liked to see if he was able to recover. We've seen people get knocked down, get rocked. And, you know, we just, like I said about Michael Johnson, we saw him drop Jim Malarkey. And he didn't really pounce on him. But then when Jamie dropped him, oh, he pounced on Michael. Elbows to the side of the head. I mean, it was enough time left where they could have called that fight. And I wouldn't have been mad. You know what I'm saying? I would have said good stoppage, you know? Um, not saying that RDA wasn't hurt. I'm saying I would like to have seen if he could could have recovered and kept going because it was a close fight. It was no telling who was winning the fight. It was a close fight, you know. They both were landing good shit on each other, so I don't know. I just think the stoppage was kind of quick. I think it was kind of quick. And when you watch stuff like I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Anderson Silva lands the flying knee on Michael Bisping. You know, and then walks off because Michael Bisbee just drops to the side of the cage and he walks off. And Herb Dean is like, he didn't call the fight. The fight's not over. And it's like, wait, what? That's not now. Obviously, this is the younger Herb Dean's career, so whatever. You know, but we can have, but we have more recent examples as well. So it's not like you know <clears throat> that stuff. We have more recent examples as well that we can go through where people. Just, I just gave you the one with Damian Malarkey and Michael uh, Michael Johnson or Treshawn Gore and Cody Brundage. You know, we have examples of them letting them, giving them a chance to recover, you know. And I didn't like that he wasn't given a, a good solid chance to recover, you know. But nevertheless, it was a night of great fights. And um, I'll probably come back later on and zero in on one or two of the fights and give a more detailed opinion on a couple of them. But if you stuck around this long, I appreciate you more than you know. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, till next time, guys, I am the last sane human alive. <laughs>